Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning. Can y'all hear me? Is that on sound? Okay. I'm on a um I'm on my laptop today because I am traveling. Um so <laughs> whenever I travel, I'm like, can you actually hear me? Um okay. So you guys, today we're gonna get a little bit smaller. We're also gonna probably get a little bit smaller next week because it is the end of the year. And I mean, come on, who's taking the week off? Anyone taking next week off? No? No? Janice, I love it. I love it. I kind of am. I'm in um, Maryland right now. Um, uh, my husband visiting my husband's family. So I'm kind of taking next week a little on a down on the down next week. Um, but I want to say who here is on the East Coast? Anybody? Nobody? Okay. Because I was like, I give some props to the people who come to this and come see me every week who are on the East Coast because in this East Coast time. So I'll tell you what, it's 11 o'clock. I'm like, it's like midday and you guys come every single week and hang out with me. So I just want to say thank you. A special shout out to the East Coast people because being on Pacific time, it's like early in the morning. It's only eight o'clock in the morning. So I'm just getting started. And right now it's like 11 o'clock. I'm like, it's midday. Anyway. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> thank you, Sima. Um, Okay, you guys, so today, uh, you know, know, I've been going over kind of like my favorite tech tools. I hate this lighting. I'm just going to tell you, don't look at myself. Okay, I've been going over my favorite tech tools. Um, And so what I'm going to do today is I want to show you how I use Google suite of tools. Does anybody use the Google suite of tools? Like anybody use Gmail for your, okay, a lot of you are, are a lot of you office people, office Office, Microsoft Office people. I'm a Mac person, so I really don't like, I don't like Microsoft anything. <laughs> it's like too confusing. I think Google suite of tools is a lot easier to use personally. But the cool thing that I do know is that um, because I worked in corporate for so long, we used Office. So a lot of the, pretty much everything is easily transferable if you use Office um, and Google. But I want to show you a couple of the really cool things that Google suite has. And the reason why I'm kind of passionate about this is because You've heard me talking a little bit more recently. I've been talking a lot about how I am trying to eliminate costs, right? Because I want to I want to have a more profitable business. And since I already pay for Google Workspace, every single person on my team uses Google Workspace. Like because I already pay for Google Workspace, there's literally no need for me to pay for a lot of other tools, you guys. Okay, the first tool that I that I got rid of was Zoom. I don't, I don't use Zoom anymore. I use Google Meets. There's a couple of limitations with um, with um, Google Meets. Like, for example, when I'm teaching my workshops, I like to share from my phone. Um, and you can't actually share your phone to a Google Meet yet, but I'm sure that's coming. Um, but I got rid of, of Google, of Zoom. So that saved me about $200 a year. So I'm sorry, I like to, that's 200 bucks a year that I got rid of because I'm paying for for Google Suite. I think I pay about $84 a month because I have six or seven people uh, in my workspace. So $84 a month and I got rid of a $200 a year, $200 a year cost. And the other thing I got rid of recently was ChatGPT and AIPRM. That's 40 bucks a month that I was paying for ChatGPT and AIPRM. As much as I love AI, I'm going to show you guys how I use Google Bard. It's completely free. It's included in your Google workspace. 
The other thing I got rid of was any sort of document maker because Google Google suite of tools has draw.io. So it allows you to write flow charts. So that's pretty cool. If you guys like flow charts, my brain loves flow charts. I'm like, yeah, give me a flow chart, right? Um, so Google suite of tools has that. The other cool piece that Google suite has is um, we don't have to pay for Slack or any other communication tool. So no Slack, we keep everything in Google Workspace because we have a Google chat. And so I'm gonna show you um, the, fe the features that I use today um, and how they've saved me. It's been, it's about, if I calculate it, it's a total of about $500 a year that I don't extra, that I don't have to pay because everything is included in Google Suite. Um, oh yeah, and Joy just brought up a really good one was Dropbox. Like if, I, if any of you are using Dropbox and you also have Google Suite, stop. Like we use, we use Google Drive for everything. Um, we connect our Notion. You can watch, if you were on this call last week, I talked about Notion and how uh, we use Notion for everything. We connect Notion directly to Google Drive. We embed our Google Calendar inside Notion. So there's a lot of cool things that you can do, but Dropbox was a big one. I totally forgot about that, Joy. Thank you for bringing that up. We actually share, our clients get their, um, their Google Drive link uh, as soon as they sign a contract with us. So all of our clients, they have everything. We don't hide anything from our clients, all notes, everything. They see everything in their file and it's all stored in their Google Drive and they have full access to it. So I want to share a couple of those things today. I want to, let's first talk about what do you guys want to, what do you want to see first? What are you most, most interested to see? Google Meets, Google Chat. Um, 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 what Bard. else do I talk about? Bard, Bard. thank you. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> I was like, what is it? Uh, Google, Google Bard. Okay. So let me do a share screen with you here. Okay. Share sound. I don't know if I need to, but here we go. Okay. Y'all can see my screen? Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. Working on my laptop is so weird. Okay. Get this, get this toolbar out of here. There we go. Okay. So, so it's Google. Bard or Bard, you can just go Google Bard, type in Google Bard and it'll pull it up for you. And it's uh, it's, it's actually bard.google.com. Um, you'll have to sign up for an account. Like you always have to sign up for an account with everything as you know, but it looks very similar. So if you're used to ChatGPT, okay, this looks very similar, right? Mm -hmm. You have your, it has some prompts here for you. It has your history over here. Um, it's, it's, it's very, very, very similar. I'm going to show you a couple of reasons that I like it even more. And I believe, let me figure out where I did it. Okay. So I went and asked Google Bard to give me uh, a many chat automation for some new followers. I was trying to, we're trying to ramp up some of our many chat automations right now. And I asked Google Bard to give me a couple of uh, many chat prompts. So, you know, like I said, help me with the many chat automation for new followers on IG. I want to engage them with the quiz. I'm a real estate agent coach teaching my system for simplifying a real estate business. What questions could I ask on the quiz? So the first thing, if ever you guys are using any sort of, um, AI writer, you've got to be very, very, very specific about what you want. The more specific you are, uh, the better you're going to, the better responses you're going to get. So, you know, a bard comes back and gives me a couple of these, of these items. Okay. I said, cool, but can you help me write some many chat automations? So then um, it comes back to me and it says, here you go. It gives me an image of a many chat automation. It actually links me directly <laughs> 
directly to there. So it tells me exactly where to go. Like if I want to write this automation, it's telling me where on the ManyChat website I can go to get the directions. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know if ChatGPT does it. I don't know. I haven't used ChatGPT in a while. It might, but this is why I like it because I don't have to pay for it. The other thing is it says, okay, well, here's a little quiz automation for you. And it links me directly there. Here's a mini chat quiz. Here's, it gives you a good article on how to actually write a video tutorial on how to write the quiz, which is pretty cool. Does anyone use ChatGPT and does it do that? Does it link you directly to it? Yeah, that's why I like Bard way better by the way. You, uh, Todd is saying it does do it. It links you directly to a, a how-to article. I don't know. But, it, that's why it, I, but it's at the very end. It doesn't do it like it did there in Bard. At the very end, it shows you all the sources it used for the oh, information. Got it. Got it. Yeah. It's been a while since I've used it, but I like it because it kind of takes me along the path. So if I want like a little how-to, right, it's got, it's got it right there, which is why I like Google Bard. Plus I don't have to pay $20 a month for ChatGPT. So there we go. I'm all about I'm all about uh, keeping the cost uh, in-house as much as possible. Okay, so a couple other things with um, Bard that I really like. Let me go back to my thing. So much navigation on this laptop. Okay, so the other um, thing that I really like about Bard is, for example, you know, I don't know if you all know, but I'm putting out a big course coming up um, in April. So I'm working on kind of all of the, the, big, the big thing behind it. So what I did, oh, got to go to the very, very, very top. Um, nope, wrong one. Hold on, maybe not. So what I did, and you should do this with ChatGPT if you do, um, you want to ask, you basically, I put in information. I think hopefully this is the right one because it's taking me forever to get back there. Um, I put in the automation and I said, here's what I'm trying to do. And then I kept giving it, I kept giving it answers. And then I said, hold on a second here. Sorry, you guys. Maybe that's the top. That's not it. It's taking a minute. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let it warm up. Um, but anyway, so I put in what I'm looking for. And then uh, Bard came back with um, my answers, right? So then I said, Okay, do you have, based on the answers you've given me so far and the questions I've asked you, do you have a really good understanding of what I do? And Bard said, yes, this is what I think you do. And it spit out exactly what I do. So then I said, okay, Bard, ev in every single response moving forward, can you please keep this in mind? Can you please keep in mind who I serve and what I do and give me your answers based off of that? And Bard said, yes. Okay, so if you do that, if you have, if you use an AI tool, you need to make sure you're doing that. Like ChatGPT, you need to train the AI to think like you. Okay, so AI is really cool, but the number one thing I think people do wrong with any sort of AI writing tool, especially with social media, by the way, I'm going to put this plug out there, is they so go bard, write me, or ChatGPT, write me a caption, and all of a sudden it's like, let's let's do this house journey together. How many of you guys have seen people put, oh, let's do this house journey together, right? Joy's rolling her eyes, Todd's laughing, you guys, and it's got like emoji, 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 emoji. It's like over overabundance on emojis because people don't actually like say okay can you write this and make it sound like a human okay so we're actually working on some some we're testing bard right now to teach bard that i'm a 44 year old professional woman can you speak in a 44 year professional woman's voice right and so we're getting that back because i'm teaching my team how to help write email drip campaigns to take it all off my plate i'm teaching them how to write email drip campaigns using bard right and try and having to, having to edit it as little as possible because it's always 
any sort of um, any sort of AI writing that comes that I put out for my team, I always approve it. I always do the final say on it. But it's gotten to the point where it's like I almost don't have to make any sort of modifications because a my team's done enough in the in the prompts to ask Bard what we want to ha- want to see, and then they go through and re- read read it, and they're like, oh, Linnea's not going to like this, so they'll change it. So it's almost at the point where I don't have to do a lot of work on my own marketing anymore, which is really nice. Um, but there's there's still times when I have to. So the thing I want to remind you about Bard or ChatGPT, and I know this is not the full purpose of this, but um, is that you have to remind them that r- remind the tool that you are a human, and just like your Facebook algorithm, just like your Facebook feed and your Instagram feed, you have to teach it what you want it to say. Make sense? So the more the more you like rely on AI to talk for you, the less voice you have in your own writing. The more you teach it, like you got it's like it's just like putting any system together. It really sucks in the beginning because you have to put a lot of work into it. You got to figure out how to make it work. But once it works, it's systematic like where I'm at now. Because we've been using AI for the last, I don't know, the first time I did a chat GPT call, I think was the beginning of the year. So I was like, cool. I learned I got to make this easier because I don't have time I, I don't want to be the, the bottleneck in my own business. I don't want to be the reason that my, my team can't get their job done. Right. And it's, it usually was relying on, it's always me. Like I have to approve the content and it looks wrong. It's bad, bad, bad. So I'm like, okay, let me just teach the tools how to do what we needed to do to make it easier for everybody. Make sense? Petya had a question. Yes. Hi. My question is uh, in ChatGPT, there was areas that you can put what you are. Like, for example, I'm 44 years old, woman, and all of that. Is there a section in part that you can do Not the yet. same? No. Not but yet. what you can do, I was, that's what I was trying to find in the chat for you is to go back. But you can put it into a chat. You can put it into a chat and say, hey, I am a you know, real estate agent who serves the Tacoma, Pierce County, Washington area. My target client is, you know, a a mid to executive level career making over $150,000 per year. Can you, can you please ask me some specific questions about my business so you can help identify who I serve and give me all answers to according to that. So you can teach it to do it. It just doesn't have it in a separate section for you. Okay. So when you do it once and just say in the chat, it remembers already. It just remembers. It'll tell you. Let's um, see if I can find it. Hold on. That's why I was trying to hope on this 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 one email campaign. I'm hoping that this is the one that um that I could show you that did it here. Um. Okay. Okay, Bard. Go back as far as I want you to go back. Hey, this is this is right into what my I had. Point I wanted to make is at least with I've never used Bard, but Chat GPT only remembers it for so long. And yeah. so what I've learned to do that I just do automatically is I remind it every single time and I do it every time. And I literally have this language in a Word document. I copy and paste it. Remember, I'm blah, 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 reminding it smart of who I am. Yeah, that's really, really, really smart. Because I think, I think ultimately, you know, you always have to, in all of my chats, I always go back and I ask, I just ask the tool, do you know what I do and who I serve? Or do you have enough information? And so I like Todd's way a lot better. (laughs) Just remind it instead of asking. And then you have to answer all the questions again. So I like Todd's way a lot better. That's a really good idea, Todd. So smart. There you go. I like it. Um, Okay. Is there any other questions about Bard specifically before I move on to a couple of the other tools? No? How do you use Bard to 
okay, let's say that I, you know, I watch your post on Instagram, on Facebook, mm-hmm. and everything is very well written. When I try to use for my post, it's coming like nothing like that. I mean, nothing. And how do you do that? I spend a lot of time trying to write my, you know, uh, captions. So we also, we also, um, we put everything into Hemingway app before we put it on social media. Everything, everything goes in Hemingway app and we rewrite it at a grade five level or lower because that's the only way to make it sound like me. And that's, that's how we do it. And at this point, like we have enough, as you know, as you know, Petya, you know, you know, a lot of my systems, (laughs) as you know, we, we, we reutilize our, our same captions over and over and over again. Like, so there, there's very, you should come, like you should, if you can, Petya, you should come to our office hours. Um, if you I can, will. and then we, I, can, I can do a step-by-step for you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Joy has a tip for you. She said. Took me a minute to unmute. I do have a tip because I, um, you know, I'm old school, so I write things very formally and that's not a good, it's not a great brand voice for a lot of things I want to do. So I found a few copywriters whose writing I liked and I put it into chat GPT and I said, please analyze this for tone and voice and chat GPT will give you descriptive words, you know, say, I want my writing to sound like this, please analyze and tell me what the brand voice and brand tone and all those things are for this piece of writing. And so I came up with words that have meaning to what am I trying to say? I came up with good words for those commands that mean something to chat GPT. You know, if I say I want something to sound um, professional, it might mean something different to chat GPT. But if the word that chat GPT pushes out after analyzing that writing is professional, then I know I'm going to get that kind of writing. So I say something like, you know, professional, lighthearted, that kind of thing, you know, it'll, it'll analyze it and then look for similarities and then use those descriptive words over and over when you tell chat GPT to write something or Bard to write something for you, just say, I want to use the brand tone and voice and use those words and it'll help. It helps a lot. You don't get the same thing everybody gets. Yeah. That's very similar to what Todd was saying too. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both are on the point. I just want to make it, I'm kind of, I, what am I saying? I'm borrowing the professional copywriters skill a little bit there because I don't have that skill. And it is what Todd said, but just a little different way to kind of say that worked for me to tell it. it. Two, two really different ways to do it, but you're right. Like either way, we're all saying, we're all saying the same thing. We're all saying you have to train it. You have to train it to do what you want it to do because it's just like, it's just like a tool that you, um, it's just like a a tool. You have to like teach it to do like your Facebook feed. I hear so many people complaining about what they say on their Facebook feed. I'm like, okay, well teach it what you wanted to show you. I mean, it's not that hard. It's like, you just got to take the time to do it. Um, and so I think, and, and learn how to do it. So I think those are both really good tips from Todd and Pet and uh, Joy. I agree. And play with it. Just take some time, ask it things. Even if you're not looking for something specific to post, just keep doing it. Because like you said, that trains it. The more you do it, instead of just going once or twice in a blue moon or something. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times, like 
things that I've lit that the work for me are like, sound like a human, you know, here's my brand voice. Like I, I, I have to remind it over and over and over again, what to do. And I'll do it in each different chat too. So, um, I like Todd's thing though. Of, uh, there's, there, there's been some people, there's some people I've been training recently on that, that are not of my age. And what, what they've learned to do is exactly what you're pointing out is they'll go in and do, do a, uh, input, get, you know, get the output. And once they find what they like, the message, they literally say at the end, make this sound like a, whatever their age is, you know, make, make this sound, sound like this and boom, it'll just rewrite it exactly with their tonality, with everything that's, uh, that's their age. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And the cool thing, like with any, with any, um, with any, um, any tool, like AI writing tool, like you always have to read it, you guys, you can't just like copy and paste, like you can't just copy and paste, because like, it's going to use words that I don't use. And you like, you guys hear me, I say, guys, and like, and voila, um, uh, uh, you know, and, and I don't, I don't actually speak like, I mean, I, I speak, I speak very like bullet pointed, right? I speak very like this, I don't really speak and, you know, long descriptive sentences that's not the way i speak so if if i were to put something out there on social media or in an email campaign or wherever i'm going to use it that is very long and descriptive it will probably come across to most people as inauthentic because that's not how i speak so like with anything you always have to kind of rewrite it um you know one thing i haven't tried which i think would be kind of cool would be if i could ask bard i am on the disc profile i am a very high d can you write me a response that would speak to a high D? Like, I wonder if that would work. Should we try it and see? I bet it will. That wanna, is a wanna, great idea. I kind of want to try it. Okay, let's try it. So let's start a new chat here. What should I, like, trying to get it to tell us? Like, on the disc, I am a high D. Please. Write me a, uh, I need an idea, you guys. I need an idea of what to tell it. Um, well, just write a description of what my preferences are going to be. Ah, my preferences in writing style. Yes. And tonality. I like it. There you go. Yeah, there you go. And then I could be like, these are just tendencies. Okay, give me an example. Give me an example of a um, social media post written about, about real estate, about real estate, written in the voice of a high Oh, look, see, it changed it. Yo, hustlers. <laughs> it's renting, leaving you feeling like a hamster on a wheel, stuck in the same cage, going nowhere fast. Well, guess what? It's time to ditch a landlord and grab the keys to your own damn castle. Okay, yes. Hello, who's a high oh. D here? Who can relate to that? Like, oh, totally. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm stealing that right now. Here you go. I'll put, I'm going to put it in the, uh, in the, I'll copy this and put it in the thing for you. That's hilarious, you guys. Like if you're a high D, you need to take this right now. I'm going to put it in the chat for you and take that. And there you go. 
Oh, it's too long. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give you the, the prompt that I used. Okay. Because that's exactly what I would say. If anyone else is a high D, I can't see anybody right now, but it's pretty cool. Like you can teach. There's the, uh, there's the cap, the prompt that I used. And then here's a, um, another prompt that I used. And the other cool thing that you can do with Bard specifically, oops, is, um, and I, I think you can do this with, with, with ChatGPT. I think I, you probably can, is that you can actually like, uh, it'll give you multiple drafts. So like, for example, um, there's the other prompt. Okay, so for example, on this one here, if I didn't like this particular draft, I would have multiple responses. And then I can go, if I don't like any of them, then I can just tell it to rewrite it. The other cool thing, and I think ChatGPT does this, but again, we're talking about Bard because it's included with your Google Suite. Um, you can actually modify the response and tell it you want it to be more professional, more casual, simpler, um, longer, whatever, right? You can also share this with um, someone. So if I wanted to share this with Milu, for example, I could say, okay, Milu, here's the next, you know, here's the next caption. And she could take this and put it and she would have it on her side. So now we don't have to copy this back and forth onto a different, um, onto a different like Word doc or sorry, Google doc or whatever. So there's a lot of cool things that you can do with, with Bard um, that I like. And again, it saves you that 20 bucks a month on ChatGPT. So cool, right? I love the disk profile font. Yeah, so there we go. I just thought about that. So there you go. If you have a client, right? If your client is a high S, right? And you are a high D, you might need to ask Bard or ChatGPT, I'm going with Bard, to help you communicate this message in, in that a, so a high S would understand it. Because as a high D, the hardest part, the hardest like personality profile for me to work with is a high S, okay? Like it's very hard because as, I, as, as an S, okay, can any of you relate to this? Who's a high D? Any, who's, who here is a D? I'm a D, okay? Can any of you relate to an S? It's the hardest. It's not that I don't like it. It's just more challenging because S's ask a lot of questions and they want to like know all, they want to dig deep and deep and deep. And I'm like, just get to the end, just get to the end. So, so it, it does make it more challenging. So if you're working with, if your client is a high S, like if you any of you work with downsizers, okay, you're 55 and up there and they've been in their house for 20 plus years, newsflash, they're probably a high S just so you know, and you might want to have ChatGPT or Bard help you write your marketing material for your downsizers um, in the voice of a high S because you're not, you're not going to, you don't know how. It's also great with conflict. Um, yeah. When I when, when when I've been upset, and mad, and I'm just like I'm just gonna let them have, it. especially like if I'm dealing with somebody on my team and I'm just frustrated with them. I've literally taken my perspective, what I wanted to write, which is high D, and I wanted to write, thrown it into Chat GPT and said, make this get to the point, but make it tolerable, make it you know smooth it over. What ChatGPT comes up is far better than what I would have said. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so true. It's so true. And the other thing that we've done this has turned into an entire conversation about AI. So sorry about that. But um, but the other thing that I've done with AI that's been really cool is I've actually asked it to give me a response based on a certain book. Like I'm trying, like here's a book I want. I want to come up with an analogy based on the lessons from this book. And it'll give me some really good bullet points. You can also like you guys, if you guys are paying for an app, like what is the one that you pay for that like gives you the bullet points of a high level bullet points of any book. You can do the same thing with Bard or ChatGPT and save your money on that subscription as well. 
be like, give me the, give me the cliff notes on, you know, crucial conversations, for example, and it'll give you the cliff notes on crucial conversations. It's pretty cool. Save yourself, save yourself that solution too. So I just saved you a lot of money. Petya, you have another question? Yes. Uh, I don't know. Did you take the class of Michael Jones with her style? Because talking about, you know, high D, high end, stuff like that, when she talked about talking uh, about different personalities, and she was saying that it's uh, because these are like only four, right? But actually, in reality, there there can be many people with different personalities in that D. For example, uh, because I took the class, she said I'm lead, fixed, uh, excited. So I'm very excited, but, and she gave an example that, you know, some people, are mirror other people, right? But for me, I'm, I'm fixed. I'm like, I have to drive it from point A to point B. I will be like, I'm going to drive the bus, not come to the bus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and I have been trying to escape from this personality because sometimes people say that I'm very strong opinionated, but she was like, no, this is you. And um, so that's why I'm asking you, do you think that if I try to do this with Bart, this is going to come out with my style, but at the same time, not to be pushed. I don't know how to explain this. You, you, do you understand you, my question? Yeah, you could try it. Like, but the thing with, with the disc, there's not just four, just so you know. There's multiple okay. different, because I'm actually a DI and I have a high C. So my adaptive style is a C, which is why you guys know that I'm in like, what, which is why I like systems and processes and flowcharts, right? Because my adaptive style is a C. So what that means is that when I have to, right, my C will take over when I, when I have to. In, in this situation where I am like, I need to, my C will take over, which is why I have a team, by the way which is why I have a team because I cannot be in that C state forever because my authentic state is bullet pointed with, with an I. So I have like, I'm, I'm three. And then if you look at, if you look at like the S on my profile, which is more of that stability metric, it's way down here. I am not a stable person. You guys, that's basically what it tells me. I'm a totally unstable person. <laughs> not really, but I'm a risk taker. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't like to be in one place for too long. Like, and I, and I don't know if that's necessarily like, because of my my personality or just because of growing up, I, you know, I went to four different high schools. I was like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth all the time. I had to adapt in any situation. And a high S is not necessarily a high adapt, a high, a highly adaptable personality trait. So like just like with McCall Jones, she's yes, her, I love her class. I took part of it, took part of it. Um, I don't remember what she said I am. I'm definitely not a mirror. I don't mirror other people. I just do my own thing all the time, whatever that's called. <laughs> But yeah, I'm um, not a mirror either. She's like, yeah, I'm the leader. Yeah, I'm definitely not a mirror. Um, but I do think that's the same with like any personality profile. You're gonna people are gonna be anywhere on the scale. Cause even though I say I'm a D, okay, I'm not always a D. I'm a high I also. A high I is I want people to be happy. You know, I'm a social, I like to be around people. You know, I I, I definitely I'm, I'm I'm an influencer, right? So I have a lot of influence. So that's really the the I in me. But I think that you just really have to understand your your personality profile to understand all of that. So try it, try it with Bard or ChatGPT with the disc, or try it with McCall's um, scale and see what happens. And you could be like, if I were to do it with McCall's, I'd be like, write this in the like it, according to McCall Jones's whatever they're called. I am a mm -hmm. blank. Please write my responses in this voice. That's what I would do. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We took a whole half an hour on one of my favorite, on one of my favorite tools. 
Do you want to, Do you guys want to sit a little bit longer and look at a couple yeah, other things? Or are we good? Okay. Okay. So sorry, I did not mean to take that long. Um, but it is what it is. Okay. So the other thing that um, um, yeah, I would definitely try Bard more. It's going to save you. A little, it's going to save some money. I like to save money. Okay. So the other thing I'll do that I got rid of was Zoom. Now I still have a free Zoom account, right? Um, and this is not my Zoom account, but I still have a free Zoom account. So uh, let me show you here how Google Meets work. I don't think it's going to let me show you actually how it works, but it's all up in your drive here. So if you're on Google Drive, it's just right here on Meet. Um, and it's just, it's literally just a video chat. I, I can't actually show it to you because I'm on a Zoom call, I think. I don't think it's going to let me show you. That'd be weird if it did. New meeting. Start an instant meeting. Is it letting us do it? It's so weird. Yeah. Okay. So, in, yeah. So there it is. It's loading a meeting. It allows you to invite other people just like a Zoom call does. Um, it's obviously not going to show me my camera because I'm on camera, but you have like visual backgrounds just like you do. Yeah, it's not going to let me do it because I'm on camera, but you have you have virtual backgrounds just like you do with um, with Zoom. Uh, you can record them. The cool thing about Google uh, Meets is that the recordings actually automatically get saved into your Google Drive. Um, and they're all here. Like if you just type in, uh, I think if you just go here. I don't know where they're saved. They just go, they just go there and my team takes takes care of it. I'm sorry, you guys. But I think they're just here in your Google Drive down here. My drive. And then yay, they're all saved. Yeah, meet recordings. So all of your meet recordings are automatically saved in here for you. So you don't really have to go anywhere to store them. Um, you don't really have to do anything additional. Like with um, the reason I like it is because of the Zoom, I was paying to have the extra storage because I think Zoom only gives you what five gigs or something of storage, something small. So basically like you have to pay for Zoom storage, right? You, like you have to. But the thing I like about Google Meet is that you don't have to because it's all here. So all I have to do is if I want to share the link with somebody, uh, I go in and change the name and then I just share it. I just share the link and there you go. And you can add you can add the person directly to it from Google Drive. So it's like, it's, it's, it's less work. Um, I don't have to go into multiple different places. I don't have to download, upload, um, and everything just goes right in one spot, which I like. There's also a chat, a chat feature in here. And you can see here, like it actually just pull up the chat feature for you. So you can easily like see everything. Um, and so if there's ever any questions about what to do or like actions uh, from the call, it's just automatically here for you. So you just share this with whoever was part of the meeting. And there you go. Voila. Super, super, super easy. And the best part is I don't have to pay Zoom for extra storage um, or pretty much pay Zoom for anything. So sorry, I know we're on a Zoom call. I hope they don't take this and, you know, block me or whatever. But it is it is what it is. I, I do like Google Meet for that reason. Um, OK, so the other one that I really like is draw.io. So draw.io. Um, this is. Google's flowchart maker, um, and it'll automatically uh, connect with your Google Drive and save things in your Google Drive. Uh, so there you go. You can, um, I think Janice may have asked if it, if there's some things that work with Microsoft. I don't know if it was this one, but if you have Microsoft, you guys, you can connect it to Microsoft too. But I like it. It's part of Google Drive. You don't have to pay anything for it. Um, and you log in and it's going to save everything for you. And I'll show you uh, what the flowcharts look like. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. 
here we go. And you can see they're all saved here. So cool part is I don't really have to do anything. We have an invite, we have an event coming up. So we actually went through and wrote out what that, what that campaign is going to look like. Here's uh, our, here's how it starts. Here's the first email that goes out. Here's the call to action, you know, and then here's our, here's what happens. Like, are they ready to go now? Cool. Let's send them over the lender. So it's really cool. You can draw flow charts in here. The other thing that I have in here is like my org chart. How many of you are team leaders here? I have to stop sharing for a second. How many team leaders do we have? No one, just me. Okay. Well, <laughs> Todd saying yes. Janice is saying yes. Okay. You can draw your org chart inside draw.io and it's completely free. So it's really freaking cool. So that's one of my other favorite tools to use. Um, so that way you don't have to, um, um, that way you don't have to um, uh, go into do any other tool. So pretty cool. Okay. And then there's one other tool that I really liked. Hold on. What was the other tool? What was the other tool that I say that I liked at the beginning of this call? I don't remember. Meets. Oh, Google Chat. Google Chat. Okay. So Google Chat. How many of you use Slack right now? Or do you have a team that you communicate with? Or are thinking about wanting to be, bring on a VA? Or you have an assistant? Just a few. Okay. So here's the cool thing, you guys. First of all, if you're going to bring on a VA, I've been asked multiple times to do a training on bringing on VAs and hiring VAs, which I will do. But um, if you're going to hire a VA, you have to absolutely make sure that you have communication in place, right? Because I'm sorry, Milu and I talk like 500 times a day, literally all the time. Okay. <laughs> She's in Argentina. <laughs> so I can't really afford to like text her back and forth all the time. And I don't really like WhatsApp. It's just another tool that I have to use. It's another another app I have to have open. And I don't know about you guys, like how many of you are tired of all the apps and all the tools and different communication models? Okay. The reason I like Google, Google Chat is because um, we have, because we already use it, right? So it just makes it so much easier. So let me show you how we use Google Chat real quick here. Okay, so here um, we have, there's an app you can do if you want to have an app on your phone. I don't, I think, I don't know how my team uses it. I This is how I use it. My team might use this a different way. But over here, you can see that we have obviously our mail, we have our chat, and we have our spaces. So the difference between a chat is it's a one-off chat. So Milu and I will talk about something like this is Milu and I will talk about something that might be like a one-off project that we're working on or something, or we just have a quick, a quick, uh, you know, quick like conversation, right? So this is what the chat is. It's like an individual sort of thing. Like I, this is where I'll talk to everyone on my team. The other, the other way I'll use this is like, so Lonnie's my buyer's agent and I don't really want all of her communications coming back to me on my, on my phone because I'll get confused. Like, so we, we talk, my team all talks to me on Google. Google chat. So any one-off text we get is Google chat. Like, look, she's like, look, I booked us a listing appointment on January 5th at 1 PM. I'm like, sweet. Right. Good job. Good job, Lonnie. So that's what we'll use this for. Then we'll use spaces. So spaces is a little bit different. Um, this is where we actually have like group conversations. So special things that are coming up, like agent power huddle, for example. So this is where we'll always talk directly. Like, look, we go, here's what we're talking about. Google suite of tools, bar.io, Google Drive, et cetera. So this is where we actually have every conversation that's related to agent power huddle. And the reason we do it like this versus just in a separate chat here is because, like I just told you, we talk about 500 times a day and I'm literally not exaggerating. I think it's probably close to that. It might be like 100, but either way, it's a lot. And if I were to have every single conversation with Milu in this one chat, 
I guarantee you I'm going to be scrolling up every single time to try to find the answer to something. Does that make sense? So what I do is we put everything inside a space. So it's like, oh, I want to talk about what are we, what am I talking about on agent power huddle? Cause I'll forget. I will, I will, I will forget. Sometimes she'll be like, Hey, we need to talk about this and I'll forget. I don't, I don't remember until like the morning of, and then I'm like, Oh wait, here we go. So this is where we have all those conversations regarding that one particular topic, like any events, like we have a big buyer's event coming up. Um, uh, in January. So this is what that's going to look like for us. Like we have our ISA in here. She's coming in here. She's like, Hey, I booked an appointment for you. Um, um, uh, I booked an appointment for you. Here's what it looks like. You know, we have a sales contest that we have, we have in here. We're talking about that every day. The team comes in and they check in every day. So we always know what everyone's going, what everyone's going to be committed to for the day. So that's how we use Google chat. Um, and it's really cool because again, I'm not paying for Slack because we can do all of this in Slack, right? But Slack costs money. I mean, you can get a free version of Slack, but you're so limited. Google chat and Google spaces have no limit as to what you can do with it. Um, and it, and it, it, it's just like, talk, you can talk to anyone anywhere in the world with via Google and everything's in one spot, right? I like to simplify things. I'm trying to simplify my life here, right? <laughs> we, we already have so many different things that we're like trying to pay attention to all the time. So having this one spot to go for things makes it so much easier. So is it Google just has an app or no? It does. It does have an app. Yeah. So you can, you can do it on your phone, but I don't, on my phone, I just have the Gmail app. And then on the Gmail app, um, it shows you, oh, come on. Although my phone just did the software update. I have an iPhone. It just did the software update. And I don't like some, but I'm not going to lie. So down on the, uh, okay. So down the bottom here, you guys can see that little, that little guy right there. That means that there's a chat to look at. Um, and that's where we, um, that's where we talk is on my Gmail app. So I don't have to have a separate app. So you can have a separate app if you want to, but again, you don't have to have, you don't have to. So I'm all about saving money and simplifying. So that's why I like Google chat because Slack, it's like, okay, well now I have to have a separate app. Now I have to pay a separate cost. It's like all the things It just allows you to simplify. Then if you pay for Google suite, you might as well just use Google suite because um, it's, it doesn't cost you anything for anything extra. Okay, uh, Judith asked, is there a max meeting like Zoom's 40 minutes? I think the answer to that is actually no. I know Milu said there's an hour, but I have had two hour meetings with Google Meets and I haven't gotten kicked out. And and I mean, I pay you pay, you're paying for it already with your Google Suite. So I wanna say it's not free, like it's included with, right? So you are paying for Google Suite. So it's not like, like Zoom is completely free. If So if you're not paying for Google Suite, don't go do this, right? Because you got to pay for Google Suite, but it's all included. So it's allowing you to eliminate all the extra and keep it inside one platform. It's just to kind of like reiterate that. Okay, let me go back and make sure we got all these questions answered here real quick. Um, let's see, Google, Google, Dropbox. Does Bard remember who you are and your brand voice the way ChatGPT can? Okay, we talked about that. Will Notion work with Microsoft? I don't know, Janice. What did Milu say? I would think I so. Have, I mean, I would I think have, so. A, I have a Microsoft computer and I have Notion. Yeah, I, I would think so because the only thing like inside Notion, like all you're doing is like the backslash. You're, so you're doing a backslash to give it the command and then you're saying like PDF. So it doesn't matter if the PDF is through Notion or through Google Suite or like Microsoft Explorer, you're just embedding a PDF in there and all you're doing is you're linking. So if it's linked to, you know, a Word document, you can upload a Word document as well. So I, I would think the answer is yes. I don't, I don't think there would be any limitation to that. So I hope that helps your 
question there. Okay, um, Kirsten, uh, Kirsten asked when are office hours? So office hours are for people who are in my membership. So they've gone through my course and they've already gone through my membership. So if you haven't, then that's not there. Um, okay, anything else? How do you how do you use Drive and communicate with clients? Oh, that's a good question. Takia, are you still here? She is here. Okay. So let me show you how I use Drive and communicate with clients. You guys, this is like kind of confidential. So just like I want to, I don't want to share too much. But what we do is inside our Drive, people always ask how I have my Drive organized. So I have some private um, private drives, which is like my HR, my finances, my team. That's off limits to my team. But everyone on my team is actually. Um, they're, they're here in the Linnea Carver home team drive right here. I don't know why I just went back, but you can share everyone here. So my team has access to everything in here. So inside the Linnea Carver home team drive, we have a sales file. Inside the sales file is where we have things pertaining to sales. So if we have, you know, lender programs, you know, things like that, 2024 is obviously the year coming up. Let me show you 2023 so you can see it. Uh, and the way we do it is we organize it by buyers and sellers. So if we have a buyer in contract, we have them, um, you know, here's our active buyer. So these are the people that are active, closed potential. So potential is people who, you know, we have, we're, we're kind of prospecting right now. We don't really have anything, like we don't have a signed agreement or anything. It's just kind of a prospect, right? An active buyer is someone who's actually active. So these are like all the, all the buyer's agreements that we have. I'm noticing we have some things that need to be moved because some of these things are actually closed. Anyway, so, um, but essentially what happens is here we have it organized by the client client's you know, name, what day they signed their agreement, um, and then they have everything in here. So what happens is this is actually shared with my client. Um, I don't know if he's direct on here, if we just share the link with him, but we make it to where he can see everything inside here. And so what happens is when, uh, once he's signed that buyer's agreement, that very first email that we go out, it's like, it goes, it's an automation we have set up. The very first email that we go out says, here's the link to your Google drive. And that Google drive link is included in every single email moving forward. So they always have access to it. The coolest part is when you have a client who's like, Hey, I checked the portal. Uh, and I didn't see this in there. Could you please upload it? You guys, that's the coolest thing ever because I'm sorry, does that not eliminate back and forth emails? That's really, 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 really cool when, when, when clients do that because they look at it as their portal. So you can call it your own drive. You can call it a portal, but people love having that. And the other thing that's cool about it is that like everything becomes then I, I have for my own protection, for my own liability reasons, I have literally every single document is proof that I shared it with them because it shows the day it was uploaded. Right. So at the end of a file, you, especially in Washington, I don't know if it's everywhere, but in Washington, we are required to upload all of our conversations. So you have to have all of your text conversations, all of your email conversations. So all of those get uploaded in the end. So the buyer or the client can see all of them. And the other thing that we want, we put inside the, um, the drive to communicate with clients is we always make sure we have a copy of a blank contract for buyers and sellers, like a fully a fully executed contract, but it's not executed. It's just a full contract. So they can see a blank contract. And I have a Loom video that it walks them through every single document and every single line. So it's about a 40 minute video that I send to them. So as soon as they sign that agreement with me, they're getting a copy of the blank contract. And then they're seeing every single thing that's in there. Because that way, when it comes time to a buyer writing an offer, I'm not spending five hours writing an offer. Because that's my least favorite thing is to spend too long writing an offer. I want to write, I want to get the information. I want to write the offer and I want them to sign it. 
right? Of course, I'll answer questions. I don't want to pretend like I'm not. Of course, I will answer questions, but it does help eliminate a lot of the questions because they're like, wait, the last the last buyer we, we put in contract was like, hey, I went back and checked the video. And I remember, like, I just want to make sure I understand this line. And like, they asked me, and it was something random about like, a, it was about an inspection. It was about the inspection and the, the multiple days on the inspection because we have the first inspection window and then the additional inspection window and then the response windows, right? And so all of that's explained in a video up front, by the way. And so by the time I'm sending them the offer, I don't have to explain that at the time of the offer. It was already pre-explained and they, they're coming back and asking the questions they need to ask. So that's how we do that. Okay. Um, so... No, we definitely, uh, Suma asked, your slides are amazing. Do you do your own slides? No. Milu and Preeti make my slides. I do not. You should see the ones I make. They look really bad. <laughs> That's not my strength. <laughs> it's not my strength. I just know when I, I know when I like something, when I don't like something, but they're the creative geniuses behind all of my presentations. So I definitely don't do that. Um, my seminars are they live in person and virtual if virtual platform to use. So great question, Isabel. So we're doing, um, we have, a, we have an event every month. We have all of our next 2024 planned out. We have all of our events are virtual and in person. Because now that I did it once, I'm like, I can do this again. And I liked it. I liked having that in-person energy. Uh, but all of our events are in-person and virtual. And we will be using um, uh, Google Meets for that. Um, okay, there we go, Joy. I clearly don't have enough C. I need to hire a strong C. Joy, just book time with me on my calendar and I can help you with your systems. That's like, that's one of my strengths. And, you know, you're with me. So book time on my calendar as much as you need and we'll go through your systems. So there you go. Save you some money on hiring somebody. Well, you may still have to hire a VA to implement them, but at least I can tell you what I can help you with that. So, okay, you guys, thank you all for being here. This is a long one today. Um, um, I think next week, I, I think we are having a call unless I'm told otherwise we are having a call. And literally just, if you're gonna be on the call, all I wanna do is I wanna reflect on like 2023. Let's talk about some big wins for 2023. And then let's all make a commitment for 2024. One commitment. I don't want like my list of 5 million things I wanna do. We're gonna make one commitment that we're gonna do. We're gonna focus and grow in one area. And let's do that next week. Sound good? All right. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate you. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.